remix. We about to drop these sick beats. Let's go. Beat drop. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Before Christmas episode of the Tell Podcast. Andrew here. I hope everyone's having a wonderful last week before uh, the Christmas break. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's, uh, it's kind of cool, you know. It's, you know, I, I always found that um, the Christmas holidays was one of the, that, those first big milestones of the school year where, um, now again, we had other ones, you know, like you have, you know, that first getting through the, through the first month and then, you know, making your way to, to Thanksgiving and, um, you know, then our report cards and progress reports, things like that. But I always found that Christmas, the Christmas holidays always was that first big break where we had two good weeks to recharge, refocus, have some really, really amazing time with our families and things like that. So I'm wishing everyone a super, uh, you know, last week as we arrive and approach the, the long holiday there. And, um, you know, a couple of things uh, that jumped out uh, in my mind, you know, when I was thinking of just the intro to the podcast today was just speaking about the last week, you know, and uh, it was one of those things where early in my career, um, you know, sometimes I'd take the, the old pedal off the metal too quickly. And, uh, you know, sometimes if you're no, if you don't keep things structured, uh, enough in those, you know, last few days, uh, it can, they can be hard. They can be more challenging than they have to be as final days with your students before the break. So, you know, one of those things that I find is just, and I encourage teachers and I always encourage teachers, you know, when I was working at the schools and we were a department or we were a team at the seven, eight level, you know, working with my, uh, partners in grade five, six, you know, let's keep the pedal on the metal. Let's have fun. You know, but let's try to keep things structured maybe till the last day or so where we can, you know, let loose a bit more and have some fun in that last day. So I encourage everyone this week, keep the pedal on the metal uh, for sure. And you'll you'll finish uh, a lot more relaxed for sure. I also uh, was thinking about, you know, my experience with Christmas breaks. And, uh, you know, they, I, I find they were kind of divided in in two, you know, two kind of categories. Like there was the first category, which was I'm unplugging, you know, I'm going to take a break and I'm not going to think too much about school. I'm not going to think too much about work, uh, things I might have to do in the new year and things like that. I really took the time to unplug and enjoy my time with my family enjoy my time with my children and really just relax, you know, and do other things, get outside. I go play hockey at the rink when the ice was frozen, get out and do some skiing. Um, you know, I find nowadays too, with the Christmas holidays, it's nice with the, 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 the kids activities. You can't, we, it's kind of like things shut down for the most part, which is nice. So we really get that quality time, uh, with our family. So I found like it was important to just disconnect, and uh, I found, you know, like then there was kind of like this second thing that would happen and it usually happened after the new year and, you know, along the lines of the resolutions and thinking about, you know, you know, what are some of the things that I could do, uh, you know, in the new year with my students. And what I found was I always got really excited towards the latter end of the holidays because I started to think about, you know, what could I do that could be really fun 
and engaging for the students in the month of January and February to help us all get through those, uh, those winter months. And I always tried to come up with something simple but fun and engaging. And I have to say that, you know, going back after the holidays to have like a, you know, a fun project, you know, ready to go, um, maybe something new related to uh, technology in the classroom. It just made for those first, you know, two months of the new year, it always seemed to go by a lot quicker. And so along the lines of the technology enabled learning, I encourage everyone, and this is including myself, you know, pick one thing. Pick one thing that you could do that would be new, you know, whether it be something with Office 365 for the teachers in my board, maybe it's something with the VLE in Brightspace, and do something new with the students. And you'll see, A, it's amazing for the students because it creates that, you know, engaging environment for them, something that's new and fresh. But also for us as teachers, it's fun and exciting when we're doing new things in the classroom with the students, uh, for sure. So, you know, teachers in my board, you know, never hesitate to get in touch with me. If you're looking for ideas and things like that, you can also always visit uh, cdsboblendedlearning.com. There's all kinds of cool ideas there, whether it be, like I said, Office 365, could be Brightspace, could be coding and STEM stuff. Um, but again, just super encouraging everyone, you know, to, to try something new for sure. And so it is that time. Let's dive into the next chapter of the book. All right. So let's dive in. Chapter seven already creating a shared vision. Not always easy. You know, when you think about, uh, you know, all of the stakeholders that exist in our schools um, you know, ensuring and, and working hard to try to make sure that everyone feels connected to the vision of the school and to try to get the voice of everyone is really something that um, we need to strive for as uh, leaders. And so George Gross in Chapter 7 talks a lot about, you know, how can we uh, work to create that shared vision. So, uh, quote number one that spoke to me, the people who help set the vision and mission are the most likely to embrace it. If an organization wants to define its vision and mission on a weekend retreat, but invites only administrators, then only the administrators are going to be truly excited about it. However, if the administration includes the rest of the staff in the vision creating process, it's more likely that everyone will jump in uh, or jump on board with it. And, uh, you know, interesting to see, um, you know, some of the schools this year exploring um, and using Microsoft Teams and hearing some of the feedback uh, that we're getting from, you know, the principals and the teachers that are using it and how that collaborative space, you know, which, which is, has really been built with kind of like a social media feel to it and how, you know, everyone can connect, whether it's with a computer at school, whether it's my, with my mobile device, but it's so nice to be able to, you know, put out all of the big ideas and things that are happening within the school and for everyone to be a part of it, you know, for everyone to be able to contribute to share their thoughts, their ideas, and to really feel like they're part of a community. So, you know, I, 
again, I, you know, I continue to encourage, um, whether it's your, you know, at the school, uh, running a CPLC or, you know, your uh, school is using uh, Microsoft Teams to really jump in on and get on board. Because again, I, I think that the more that we, you know, invest ourselves into our school and we invest our thoughts and we take risks with our ideas and our thoughts, um, you know, the more we feel like we're part of that vision. And so, again, it's really cool that George Guros is, uh, you know, points that out and how important it is for us, even not only as teachers, but even for us as leaders, uh, for some of the leaders that might be listening to the podcast and how we have to continue to, you know, work towards that. It's not going to be perfect. You know, it's not always easy, um, you know, to get everyone's voice, but one of the things that I've found is, you know, if we can create a platform for it and a voice and an opportunity for people to contribute, um, that can go a long way. So, you know, food for thought on, on that for sure. The second idea, if we want to, if we want innovative students, we need to be the innovative leaders and educators. If we want to create a culture of innovation, we must first focus on furthering our own learning and growth. And, uh, you know, again, I think that, you know, my journey on Twitter speaks to uh, this big idea and how, you know, the shift, and I've, I spoke about it in an earlier podcast, you know, like the shift of, you know, feeling like you have to know everything, you know, in this role. Um, you know, feeling like sometimes you have to have the answers for everything. And, you know, the more you invest into your own learning and uh, in some cases connect with that broader audience, the more you realize that it's really impossible to know everything. And you shift, you know, you shift your mindset as a leader. And um, I find to the essence of your presence changes a bit because instead of it maybe being, you know, Andrew's trying to have all the right answers, Andrew explains things, you know, with the idea that, you know, he knows what he knows and he knows what he doesn't know, but there's places where we can go now to get that information and to model that. So, I find it's really cool now, you know, just being connected on Twitter and, and, you know, going from time to time and, you know, looking at, um, you know, what, what people are doing and what they're sharing. It's, it's inspiring and, uh, it's a great way for us to continue our learning. And I would say also, whether being, whether it be a teacher in the school or a leader in the school, you know, to be modeling that too as another way for uh, our colleagues to, you know, gain some professional learning, uh, maybe on their own time. So that's really cool. George Garros talks in chapter seven about the eight things to look for in today's classroom. So, you know, again, it's, um, you know, the more and more that, you know, I'm around teachers and uh, system leaders and uh, administrators uh, of our schools, the more these words and ideas are coming to the forefront and there's more and more dialogue about it. And it's exciting, uh, you know, in the midst of a shift, a transformation uh, in education. And it's really cool to be a part of it. Um, we think of the first idea here of a voice, you know, and, and for students to have a voice in the classroom. 
And again, shifting maybe our mindset away from the idea of that quiet classroom. And that's my, that's my challenge that I put out there for, you know, teachers that are out there listening. Um, you know, when you come back in January to experiment with, you know, what it is to have maybe, um, you know, more dynamic classroom where students are, you know, learning from each other and sharing and being comfortable with, you know, not maybe always having that, you know, perfect structure uh, in the classroom. Now, I say that, but I think that it's also important for us to have structure in the unstructure, if that makes sense. You know, working with the students at them, learning what it is to be in a classroom where there's a bit of noise, but that, you know, we're on task and it's important to be on task. So, you know, again, I, I think sometimes of the excitement of getting back into the schools, uh, whether it is, whether it's as a, uh, as a, an administrator, as a teacher, and testing some of these things out, these ideas and theories, um, you know, that I've gained uh, and learned and observed over the past four years. Um, choice, you know, giving students choice on the assignment. Again, it, it, you know, like being fair with this, we can't always give choice. I think there's going to be times where the task is very specific and, you know, students are required to kind of all do the same thing. But, you know, earlier in the podcast, when I talked about thinking about, you know, something fresh and new that you could try in the new year, I think choice is a cool one. You know, maybe, you know, coming up with two or three ways uh, that the students could showcase their, their knowledge. And again, not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't myself do it all the time, but I would try to do it, you know, maybe once or twice a week and see how that goes. And, you know, also to reflect on it. I think that that's the important part. And I remember talking about that in an earlier podcast, how important that was for me as a teacher, you know, when uh, lessons went well or they didn't go well, that I always, you know, grabbed the old broom at the end of class, at the end of the day, and it sweeped my classroom. And it was kind of like a, a way for me to just kind of think about what went well and what didn't go well. So, you know, when you're doing new things with the with the students that, you know, you're giving yourself the chance to, you know, things are going to go well sometimes, sometimes it won't go as well, but to always be reflecting on it and trying to strive to make um, subtle improvements. But the key, I think, is just to start simple. Uh, the next uh idea here is time for reflection. And I kind of just spoke to that. So again, whether it's the students or yourself as a teacher, just time to reflect on the day or on the week and how important uh, that can be for sure. Opportunities for innovation. And I think, you know, again, just looking at my own children and, you know, watching some of the cool things that are happening with some of our uh, leader, our teachers who are kind of taking the lead in the STEM realm and coding, um, how happy the students look to be kind of innovating and to be trying new things, things that they had never tried before. You know, we think of the mobile devices that they use and all the apps they use, but for them to be actually now starting to understand how these apps are built, how they communicate and seeing just the excitement uh, in their uh, verbal and nonverbal. So again, you know, I'm kind of sharing many ideas here uh, in this podcast, but, you know, even just picking one, you know, opportunities for innovation, 
maybe even starting super simple and going, you know what, once a month from now to the end of the year, I'm going to try to come up with a task where there's an opportunity for innovation, you know, where I can maybe have the students uh, use some form of coding um, or computational thinking embedded in the task where, you know, students are in that innovation mindset. So again, challenge being put out for sure. You know, critical thinkers, and that goes with the innovation, you know, giving the opportunity uh, for students to do that and to work through different problems. And, and you know, I find that when we think of the competencies, you know, critical thinking, um, collaboration works really well with that. You know, when students are working together to solve problems, um, it's pretty cool to see students work at that together. The next idea uh, that George talks about, which was pretty cool. He wanted me to ask questions and challenge ideas to ensure they were successful. It was not his ego that led him, but his desire to see his staff and students flourish. So again, you know, when we think of uh, just maybe the the school leader listening to the podcast, you know, I, I always think, or even just the teacher too, like, um, you know, I find that the role is changing, you know, and a lot of people are talking about it, but it's really, we're more enablers, you know, you're enabling people to be at the best that they can be. And, um, you know, if I just connect it to my role, it's, it's kind of like what I do now, you know, it's really about, you know, meeting teachers where they're at and, you know, figuring out what their next steps are, what their goals are, what's their why, and then trying to, you know, provide them with next steps and tools and capacity building to enable them to reach new heights. And so I find as a classroom teacher that that speaks perfectly to what we do every day. It's really just, you know, about enabling our students to be at the best that they can be. So it's kind of cool when we change from maybe, you know, that idea of us being at the front of the class and having to know everything to, you know, us maybe being more in a position where we're working to enable them in, in, in areas that they're interested in, interested in that could connect back to the curriculum. That's really when we're going to create those really cool, engaging environments uh, or engage students in our classroom. So again, food for thought uh, for sure. George Guros talks about problem solvers and finders. Uh, he talks about self-assessment, you know, again, students reflecting the connected learning. And I think uh, I'm going to finish on that for this episode. And again, um, one, of the, one of my goals is this year to really build um, awareness around the, the power of Twitter and connecting teachers to that broader audience uh, and learning that, that, you know, there's just so many people out there that are willing to share their knowledge and their experience and the ideas um, that they're working with, uh, you know, they're working towards in their classroom. And it's so great to be able to learn from, you know, people, whether it's within your board, uh, sharing on Twitter, or if, or it's even, you know, teachers from other countries. It's just such an amazing and inspiring place to be. And again, uh, I always say it's in small doses. You can't be on it all the time, but that's just for me. I find sometimes it, it can become overwhelming uh, also uh, because there's just so much out there. 
But um, again, one of my goals this year is really to, to bring awareness to that. And in all the capacity building sessions I do just to, to showcase and share how teachers can go into go on to Twitter and really, you know, build a strong PLN for themselves um, that's outside uh, the boundaries of kind of like their school walls, which is really, really cool. So again, um, you know, kind of looking at uh, chapter seven, creating a shared vision. I think that, you know, creating a shared vision, whether it be in your district as a system leader, whether it be in your school as a vice principal or a principal, or whether it be a teacher in the classroom, aren't we all working towards that? really are like that's really what we do is we're working towards a shared vision of you know creating an environment and I'll just kind of bring it back to the classroom creating a classroom environment where where students feel amazing where they feel empowered where they feel that you know they have a voice and that there's different ways that they can communicate their knowledge and I would say also What's really important is where every student feels that they matter to you. And um, one of my little things, and I, I guess I could finish on this story. One of the things that I often did in the classroom was I gave myself a challenge each week to have a conversation with every student in my classroom about something uh, non-related to school. So for example, if uh, you know, maybe it was a hockey player to ask them about how hockey's going, if it was a scout to talk to them about that, um, if they were, you know, in a play or a musical to ask them how that was going. And I'm telling you, you know, when you take those moments at the end of class in those last two, three minutes, sometimes before transitions, maybe it's in the hallway and passing outside on recess, you know, building those relationships really, really works um, amazing wonders at creating a shared vision of, you know, both teachers and students working symbiotically together uh, to have like an amazing year uh, of learning. So I'm going to end this podcast on that idea. Listen, everyone. I hope everyone has an amazing Christmas holidays, restful Remember, unplug from work and take a break. Uh, last podcast, I talked about the exercising and I've continued to do that and I feel amazing. Encourage everyone to maybe start, you know, something simple where it can just be like a little walk or a little workout routine in your house. Um, because again, just that mind, body, soul uh, goes a long way in us being at the best that we can be. So again, Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope everyone has a happy new year and we will see you again in the next episode in the new year. Take care, everyone.